stress I'm gonna come inside you, baby I promise you it won't take long The change will happen soon You will feel something so special Growing deep within you That thing Welcome to episode 54 of That Thing with James J. Asher II. I am your host, James J. Asher II. That's me. That's my name. And I am the host of this show, of which my name is in the title of. And the title, part of the title's name, came from my name. And part of my, well, actually, almost all of my name, except for the very last part, the suffix, was my paternal grandfather's name. He was Judge James J. Asher. And I am technically Master James J. Asher II. And this is my show. Welcome. Give me one moment to get settled. I need to put my guitar up and pick up the microphone so I sound more better to good to good ears. You hear me? <clears throat> Nerd alert. Let's adjust the microphone. Okay, how are we doing? How 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 are we doing? Roll my other sleeve up. Get comfortable. All right, here we are. And folks, I think it's time for an intervention on me. I need an intervention. Um, I'm, I've got a substance problem. I am an addict um, to coffee. I am a caffeine addict, specifically a coffee addict. It's problematic. It's very problematic. Damn, this fucking... Something went weird on my computer recently, and now the settings are all like wackadoodle. Anyway, yeah, I am... Um, I have a substance problem, and I think it's kind of turned into a substance abuse. Uh, that is coffee. Um, I, I like coffee, but coffee hates me. See, I've been drinking it every morning. And sometimes, usually when I'm on a more healthy kick, which I have not been, um, it's kind of hard for me to keep on top of my healthy habits when it's uh, kind of cold. But usually when I'm on a steady health kick, I don't drink coffee or I try not to drink coffee as much, but lately I have just been drinking coffee every fucking morning. I mean, more than one cup. And the thing is, I'll have like 
half a cup. I've got a little tiny mug. Well, it's not tiny, but it's a small mug. Maybe it's a four ounce mug as opposed to like your standard eight ounce mug. <laughs> and, um, you know, I have four ounces of coffee and I can't stop. It just, it smells so good. It tastes so good. And the high works for me, at least in the first 30 minutes. The, well, the high works, but it works too well. It wakes me up, which is part of it. It's a nice ritual. I just like the, the pep I get from drinking coffee. But after about 30 minutes, um, that pep just turns into a whole mess of jitters. That is to say, I become very, very jittery um, and my anxiety will shoot through the roof. It'll just skyrocket when I drink coffee. And then for the rest of the day, I'm just like irritable and I'm getting into stupid arguments on Facebook over stupid political shit where it's like, you know, I mean, granted, the people who are coming to me, I don't go to other people and pick fights. I just post on my own wall. I don't even check other people's shit. I don't care what everyone else has going on on Facebook. Unless some, someone sends me something, I'm simply on there for my own platform and to stay in contact with other people. I'm not there to fucking read the literature, so to speak. Uh, but I, I will provide some of my own stuff. Usually, when it's a not an election year, I will share stuff that's just like, you know, funny videos and music and stuff like that. But when it's a heavy election year, I, it's difficult for me to turn off because I want to know the outcome. I want to know if um, Bernie Sanders is going to win. It's probably, if, if, if you're not new to this show, you probably know already I'm, I'm a huge supporter of Bernie Sanders, uh, of that movement. Um, something that I think, uh, a lot of people don't quite grasp, don't quite understand. And it's not to say that these people are unable to understand. It's just that, you know, everyone has their own lives and, um, you only have so much interest and focus and energy in the day. So maybe people don't really want to pay attention to what I have to say, you know, like it's been difficult with my parents, um, trying to talk to them about the movement and say like, look, you guys are asking me these questions about how's he going to get this done? How's he going to get that done? You got to get over the idea that the president does everything and fixes all of your problems. That has never, ever, ever been the case, despite the fact that numerous um, politicians past have basically said that they would fix all the problems for you. Sanders is not saying that. He's not saying that he's the commander in chief. He's saying that he will be the coordinator in chief. And that means he will help us get the, the people become involved in our government because we are the largest part of the government. We, we are a part of the government, the people. You know, this is... Um, and it's by its nature, the United States Constitution... I mean, yeah, it was made by rich white guys for rich white guys. However, they do, they did put in the framework that uh, this is not a top-down power. As a matter of fact, they were fighting against top-down power. What is top-down power? I'm talking about a, um, a monarchy. 
you know, um, patriarchy and monarchy, just a royal family makes the decree and then the church and the royal family kind of go back and forth over who actually has more power. And then they tell everyone else what to do. Um, the people at the top are not representative of the serfs, the people at the bottom. And then there's all sorts of different categories in between, uh, barons, pages, knights, all that sort of stuff, uh, duchess, all those things. Um, but that's a top-down power, where the person at the top is not representative of the people below. The people at top represent themselves. And, oh, Lo and behold, we have that going on right now. However, the structure of the United States of America, written right in the Constitution, is that of a bottom-up power. That is to say, the people at the top are beholden to the people at the bottom. The people at the are supposed to be. The people at the top are supposed to be representative of the people the people at the bottom, or the masses, the population, the big populace, the working people, the citizens. We are the bosses. And don't let anyone try to tell you any different. You have the power. It is your power to use, or it is your power to lose. And a lot of crafty motherfuckers have made you lose your power, or at least made you think that you've lost your power. And uh, I, can, I can feel myself, this can go on for hours, so I'm just going to, uh, I'm going to say this. Um, what the movement means, what the movement that just so happened to build around Sanders, the movement was going to happen anyway. It was going to happen anyway. The movement was inevitable. Um... It just so happened that it was kind of built around Bernie Sanders, and he understands that. And if you listen to his rhetoric, it's never, when I'm in there, when I do this, when I get it, he always says, we. And what is the campaign slogan? Not me. Us. Go back. Watch his debates, watch his town halls, listen, watch his rallies on his uh, YouTube page. It's a great YouTube page. Um, it's always we. When we get in office, never I, never me, never my. It's us, we, ours. It's very interesting and very inspiring. And, um, and that's where we're at right now. We're in a very, you know, um, see, I, 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 try, I, I get on Facebook and I try to talk about this stuff and then people come out of the fucking woodwork and they're just mean. There's some mean motherfuckers. And the thing is, you know, there's all this bullshit about like Bernie bros, you know, uh, Bernie supporters bullying um, supporters of other candidates who have <laughs> since dropped out. Uh, but not due to the uh, the Bernie bros, quote-unquote. Um, I personally have never gone off and bullied um, anyone who, who was a fan of any other candidate. I might ask why they support the candidate. I might ask 
um, their opinion on certain issues and why, how they came to that opinion and try to offer my perspective it's, if it's different um, and just try to have a discussion with these people and kind of on the sly try to recruit them to the left. You know what I mean? Um, but I don't go bullying anybody and I very rarely go to anyone else. Like I said earlier, I don't really fuck around with other people's Facebook pages. I just fuck around with my own and that's it. But there are some people, one in particular who will seek me out <laughs> and, and be a real dick to me. And, you know, I've been called since, you know, since, Someone, if someone finds out I'm a Bernie Sanders supporter, they will tell the whole thing about like, oh, we're so Trumpian. Oh, we're all Bernie bros and that sort of thing. The thing is, I've never done any of this stuff that, uh, you know, this stereotypical Bernie bro um, drama, which I think is contrivance also, by the way. I think it's just a media, whatever. Uh, this Bernie bro bullying contrivance, I have never done that. And I know many, many um, Bernie Sanders supporters in my life, personally, and none of them have done any Bernie bro bullying stuff. I don't know anybody that does that. Um, now, there will be someone who's calling someone out if someone else is being kind of a dick or kind of bullying, but... And I've had some people just like come at me and be a dick and be bully. And it's like, uh, just so much projection, you know, they're saying like, all oh, the Sanders supporters are so toxic. You're so toxic. You're toxic. You suck. You're toxic. You ruined this. You ruined that. And I'll try to say like, yo, 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 yo. No. Okay. You're, you're giving me some inaccurate information. Here's some accurate information. And then they just keep going off. You know, nothing is ever good enough. And nothing. And then you can try to be deferent. You can try to be nice. But it's never nice enough. And honestly, it's kind of a way to shut down part of the movement. And that is, it's trying to shut people up. Um, because not everybody is being a bully, but many are being lumped in with maybe a few bad actors. And perhaps the media or mainstream media is playing up um, instead of saying, okay, this is an anomalous event. Okay, this person doxed this other person. This is an anomalous event. Let's focus on this individual and see what's up with that individual. Or if someone else is acting in, an, uh, in a really dickish manner, egregious, ugly way, that's not acceptable. And I feel it would be fair uh, for an investigative reporter or, or a representative or somebody to focus on that specific person. Reach out to them and say, yo, you got to chill it because you're being very not namaste. But that's not happening. Instead, it's sensationalized as uh, all 24-hour news is for the most part, for often. It's sensationalized for ratings. And um, instead of focusing on just this one person who did one bad thing, this anomalous bad actor, instead, 
It's saying this person is indicative of all of you. That's like, um, you know what that, it's basically saying like, um, pointing at one, say one woman who's having like, uh, like they they lost they can't afford health insurance so they can't get the psych medication they need uh, just somehow that might happen and perhaps they've got uh, perhaps they're very much like bipolar and schizophrenic and they have an episode and maybe get online and say some crazy shit um instead of saying like well this is what's going on with this one person they're not well right now um so don't don't so if one person if one woman runs out of her psych meds and you know goes a little nuts and says some crazy shit on twitter um it is not fair to take that and say do you see how that how crazy that crazy woman is acting all women are like that that's basically analogous for taking someone who's a jerk who happens to be a Sanders supporter, maybe someone who's a, and just had a really shitty day or perhaps they're ill. It's basically uh, analogous to saying, oh, well, all Bernie Sanders are like Sanders supporters are like that. They're all very Trumpian. Um, it's not good. And people who control these types of narratives know what the fuck they're doing. These are not stupid people. Granted, uh, doesn't doesn't mean you're smart, but you know there are there are crafty people. You know what I mean? Uh, what am where, what am I trying to say? Um, I mean, there's stupid people on every level, but there's very smart people on every level as well. Um. So yeah. I'm not going to give you a class. I wish I really wish I could. One of my favorite classes in undergrad was, um, oh fuck persuasion. Uh, the long title for it was persuasion, coercion, advertisement, and propaganda. That's what the, the class was about is studying how these things work. And it all revolves around argumentation. That was kind of a more advanced thing that a lot of uh, communication studies classes focus on is argumentation. Once you learn the basics, basic other theories like uh, interpersonal theories and stuff like that, then you can move on to build upon that is, is argumentation. Uh, and I'd love to teach. That was one, I, I'd love to teach you about that stuff. Maybe I could, uh, you know, really, if I get around to it, if I feel like it, I might actually do that. It sounds kind of fun. Make a little lecture about argumentation. That'd be a fun next episode. Give me something to do. Give me something to write about, something to organize and think about instead of uh, how mean the um, some of these other people are being to me on, on Facebook. And it's like you know, you know, if 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 what I'm what if I'm if what I'm saying, if the memes I'm posting here upset you that much, you can unfollow me if it makes you feel that uneasy, upset. You can just unfollow me and still be a friend. To unfollow does not mean to unfriend on Facebook. You can just unfollow. So my shit that's setting you off doesn't pop up into your, your Facebook newsfeed. You know, you could do that. Or you could see it and just say, that guy's an idiot. That James guy, pff, man, I hope he learns. And then, you know, instead of like jumping in and giving 
you know, trying to fucking debate me with really poor argumentation and oh my god see this is this is just how it fucks me up and I, and this happens when i drink coffee okay i'm bringing it back around this happens when i drink coffee um because i'm i'm wrapped up in the news stuff right now i want to know what the fuck is going to happen in the lives of my community um i want to know what's going to happen with the future i want to know i want to know and uh, I don't know. And when I get coffee, I get really jazzed up and too hyper and think too much too fast and don't stay still. I don't seek silence and stillness as much as I should. And it becomes a perpetual sort of thing. I mean, caffeine is a drug. And, um, and I, I think I've been abusing it a little bit lately. Maybe that's why I drink so much is just like, I want that high and it's it's not good. I don't really enjoy it. But for that one little boost I get for 30 minutes or so. Um, God, all this talk about a diuretic breakfast drink is making me thirsty. So I'm going to be right back.
fly the coop, go abroad, chase a pot of gold Before you know it, you're growing old Nearly forty, oh good lordy, will today be the day When you wait for the day like yesterday You've done all you needed to Part-time job, serving food Received a million rejections Desperation Botanical, mechanical, imperial Can I employ you to try a sample of a brand new line? Keeps you numb, keeps you coming, keeps you glowing Younger than because you can't afford to eat It's not heroin, it's not speed It's not even LSD It's none of the above, but it keeps you going on I think it's called delusion share with you something cool from history. Do you like, do you like history? I, I like history. I love history. History, history, however you say it. Okay. This is something that has been actually coming up in the news recently. And I, I know I usually don't talk like news and political stuff on the show. I try not to, but, um, I, I just couldn't ignore it because I looked this letter up like a week before this letter started coming into the mm, current mainstream narrative. Um, <clears throat> and it's known as the letter from the Birmingham jail or something like that um, by Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, let's see here. So this is just an excerpt. It's kind of a long letter, but this is an excerpt. It is a letter from Birmingham Jail, excerpt, ooh, by Reverend Martin Luther King Jr., written April 16th, 1963. And here is the excerpt. Quote, <clears throat> First, I must confess that over the last few years, I have been gravely disappointed with the white moderate. I have almost reached the regrettable conclusion that the Negro's great stumbling block in the stride toward freedom is not the white citizen's counselor or the Ku Klux Klanner, 
but the white moderate who is more devoted to order than to justice, who prefers a negative peace which is absence of tension to a positive peace which is the presence of justice, who constantly says, I agree with you in the goal you seek, but I can't agree with your methods of direct action, who paternalistically feels he can set the timetable for another man's freedom who lives by the myth of time, and who constantly advises the Negro to wait until a more convenient season. Shallow understanding from people of goodwill is more frustrating than absolute misunderstanding from people of ill will. Lukewarm acceptance is much more bewildering than outright rejection. So, why read this? What's relevant about it? Well, we've got a chance for some real progressive things to happen. And uh, moderates are trying to stop it from happening by trying to shut down means of communication. To try to cut off the tongue of the movement. Speaking of... Speaking of being shut down, sorry, I'm trying to adjust my levels still. Speaking of being shut down, I got another, (laughs) another, yes, rejection. I got another rejection um, from someone who wasn't that into guys. Um, And it's just been, I mean, it's never, it's happened my entire life, but, um, you know, being, being, um, interesting being sort of i guess perhaps a novelty i want to get back into that word i want to unpack some things behind that word the novelty factor um but i've always somehow become interested and captured the interest of women who are romantically more into women than they are men somehow and And so far this year, it's happened more in a shorter period of time than has ever happened before. So I think I'm really hitting a stride in my dating life now, Um, which is, it's cool. Now, uh, it was really frustrating at first, but now that I'm just getting used to it, it's like, uh, maybe I can look at this from a different perspective. So what, you know, it really hurt. Um to get rejected by someone who's not into guys and, you know, a a woman who's not into guys and I'm not naming names and I'm not really talking about anyone in particular. I'm talking about just the, the topic in general, because it is a recurring theme in my life. Clearly, um, what hurts so bad before was that I felt kind of used and I felt like maybe I was just a novelty. Why? Why is this person who has known they were mo- like almost mostly or, or mostly into women, why would they break that, um, that trend to maybe make something happen with me if only for a very brief time why me 
Um, and, and I don't mean that in the, oh, why is this going to happen to me? Oh, life's so unfair. I don't mean it like that. I mean, what is it about me that draws, um, you know, a person who's generally not into men to me? Is it, is it something about the way I look? Is it something about the way I act? Is this something about my character? I really don't know. And part of that not knowing left me, uh, I, I don't know. Well, I didn't know. I've, I've recently just kind of come to accept some new things, which I will get to in a minute. But I, I didn't know the answer to why they might have been attracted to me, why they chose me. And so it kind of left me just feeling used and like some sort of novelty like maybe this was almost an intentional thing. Like I think I'm not into guys. I think I'm like a hundred percent, um, homosexual, but I'm going to test out this theory on James and see what happens. Um, because I guess, um, if I, I do end up liking him, maybe I'm not as, homosexuals, I thought maybe I'm more bi than I thought, maybe. And inevitably uh, comes the rejection. Um, and, uh, in previous times, much to my dismay, but now um, not so much. So so that's kind of why it hurt. It was because I'm, I'm fine with being rejected. Um, I'm fine with being ghosted. I, I'm actually very annoyed by getting ghosted. I don't think it's acceptable to ghost anyone from family to friends to possible new romantic partners to certainly employers. Don't ghost people, you know, at least have the, the, the manners to say something to someone like, Hey, I'm sorry, this isn't work. You don't have to go into specifics to say, Hey, I'm not going to be talking to you anymore. Nothing personal. It's just I'm dealing with some stuff on my own right now. Um, it was nice to meet you, and I wish you best of luck in your dating life or in your job search or whatever. Just say something like that. You don't have to dive into specifics, but please don't ghost. That's just fucking rude and tacky. You know? Who knows? I mean, it's like maybe this person died or something, but you know, have, have, have some tact, have some decency, have some manners and tell someone you're not going to show or tell someone, um, you don't feel like you want to talk to them anymore. Um, don't be afraid of hurting their feelings because honestly, would you rather them know and feel some hurt, but have respect for you for communicating with them? Or would you rather leave them in the dark and have them kind of one scared of you and maybe if they find out they don't need to be scared for you kind of resent you you know or or just be insulted by you because you ghosted somebody people don't ghost people please communicate it's really simple it really is simple the complicated part is getting over yourself getting over whatever fucking hang-ups whatever fears you're dealing with that's all you that's not the other person that's not that's all you um, you have the choice. You can communicate or you can choose to not communicate. And it's a lot more respectful to others and it's more respectful to yourself to communicate. Um, well, 
anyway, what, what was I getting at? Um, I'm fine with being rejected. I've been rejected so much in my life. I mean, come on, I'm a fucking actor. I get rejected most of the time. I'm used to it. I know how to get rejected. It's fine. It's no problem. Next, you know, the way I see it is every rejection I get means I'm one step closer to an acceptance. That's the way I look at it. Be it romantic rejection, professional rejection, artistic rejection. Every rejection you receive is takes you one step closer to the exception or to the acceptance, whichever word better fits better. Um, so that's fine. But why? What about it hurt me so much about being rejected by someone who say they might be bi or someone who says they might be queer? Um, why did why does that hurt more than getting rejected by someone who? Um, is not dealing with grounds of, um, you know, sexual interest or, or, or orientation, I should say. Not like sexual interest, like, oh, they don't want to fuck me, but like just uh, the general orientation, what, what a person is drawn to. What about that hurt so much? Um, and it hurts so much because, you know, I get into it and I, I genuinely like these people. I don't... I mean, yeah, I've had flings, I've had one night stands, but I, it's not like I do it like with any rando people. Like I want to get to know a person first, at least for a little bit, at least for the night, at least get to know the person and feel some kind of connection. Um, I mean, yeah, it just, it feels better to have a connection, some type of emotional connection with a person. And you can build those pretty quickly depending on, um, how well you and that other person jive together with communication and everything, all, all sorts of other factors. Um, and, you know, I get into these, these um, orientation rejections, flings, and what hurts me most about it is that I thought I had a chance, but it went away again because I know I was really clicking with that person and they were really clicking with me too. And, if perhaps they might be like heterosexual, that wouldn't be such a problem because like we both clearly get along really fucking well. But then that's what it is. It's having that, that jive together as friends. It's that connection as human to human, as friends, as mutual perspectives, meeting and agreeing and complimenting. But then one leaving because it's just... I don't like you in that way. I mean, so it, 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 and it's happened so often of like, um, wait, so why did you step out of, you know, your, your main thing with women to be with me? What about me? That, that brings us back to that question of why, why am I chosen? Why specifically me and what specifically about me? Um, I asked my mom, and she said, well, I mean, treat everyone like, like people. And I'm like, thank you. That doesn't help because, you know, I treat everyone like people. Everyone's a human. I regard everyone as a, a person, a living, a dynamic being um, where n no one is a flat character, a two-dimensional character, 
We're all four-dimensional light beings. Hold up, hold up. Oh, good. Okay. Um, whew. Oh, there it is. Oh, Lordy. <clears throat> um, so then I asked my dad because my mom, I, I love her and it was good advice, but it wasn't specific enough. It wasn't specifically what I was asking for. And so I asked my dad, what about me? Is it the way I look or something? Is it, what is it? And he said, it's cause you're a mama's boy. It's because you're kind. I was like, well, I actually, I am very kind. You know, I may be foul mouthed. I may, uh, have some fiery, fiery energy sometimes, but I'm not a violent man, not a vindictive man. I hold no grudges. Um, I, I call shit out, um, try to speak truth to power, but, um, I, that, I still do that while being a kind person. I, I want to be kind. And I, I do my best to be kind to others because I want others to do their best to be kind to me. I do my best to respect others because I want others to do their best to respect me. It's the golden rule. Don't be a dick. Treat, do unto others as you would have they do unto you. Or as you would have them do unto you. Whichever it is. And... um and that resonated with me. And I was like, yeah, I like that. And so with that little bit of information, it kind of helped me adjust my perspective a bit now. So instead of being hurt that a lesbian would be attracted to me and maybe even get my hopes up a little bit, actually, instead of being upset and say, oh, it's gone, appreciate the fact that a lesbian, someone who's not really into men, happened to take, if even for a very brief time, an interest in you, a man, someone who they are not usually attracted to. It, I, I, I imagine it would be kind of like if I met a guy who I was like, I, I really want to make out with this dude. I I, like, I want to have sex with this guy. I don't know that I want to have sex a lot with him, but I, something about him just really draws me to him. Maybe that same principle is what's going on here. So maybe instead of me being like sort of used or, or, or instead of being uh, thinking of myself as some sort of like um, um, novelty, instead what I'm trying my best to do is look at it as a huge, huge, huge fucking compliment. Someone looked at me and got to know me and was like, I want to have sex with this person, or I want to go on a date with this person. I want to kiss this person. I want to get to know this person, at least for a little bit. And another part of it, which I also knew and which my dad also said is another part of it is that um, these ladies may not, they're not entirely sure. Maybe they're not entirely um, comfortable with their sexuality still yet. Uh, there, I mean, there's no, you know, there, there's no standard time frame for grieving and there's no standard time frame for accepting who you are as an individual. Um, so, 
maybe some of these ladies, these very fine, lovely ladies, all beautiful inside and out, um, above and around, maybe, but I, you know, looking back, it's like, yeah, it's kind of the general theme of like, they weren't entirely secure in their sexuality. And maybe it took me to help them uh, find a more solid answer. And instead of feeling upset that and feeling used, again, I'm repeating myself, just feel honored. You know, I'm honored that I got to spend some time with this person. I'm, I'm honored that I got to know this person. I'm, I'm, you know, the, the memory sticks with me. It was, although my might be like a brief experience, um, the experience happened. It was a life experience. It's something I experienced and enjoyed. Enjoy every relationship you have, even if it's the most fleeting. If it's someone you pass on a sidewalk and you both see something funny happening at the same time, you know, you both see some little, little thing across the street that just happens real quickly and it's funny as hell, but no one else around has seen it except for you and this one other person. You walk in opposite directions, you're about to pass each other and you both catch this funny thing across the street and get a grin and then look at each other and you make eye contact and you just grin and maybe chuckle because both of you are sharing that experience together. And so, um, if you know anyone, any, anyone who is not secure in their sexuality yet, send them my way. I'll take them on a date. And instead of, you know, thinking, Oh great, this is just going to fall apart, which I mean, it probably will probably won't go anywhere. Um, but once I get ghosted, I won't be feeling hurt. I'll be feeling instead I got to help that person and they actually liked me enough to go on a one date with me or something. Just saying. It's interesting. Um, I'm going to take another quick break and drink some more water and try to think of something else to talk about. I don't know how this episode's going. I really don't. I hope it's pretty good. I hope it's okay. I wish it were great, but all right, I'm taking a break. I'll be right back. Testing, testing one, two, and we're back. <clears throat> I finally thought of what I was going to talk about. I just remembered it. Um, talking about rejection here. Uh, something else I have learned I've, I'm beginning to learn um, in this dating experience. I feel like this is really my first time like legit dating. In the past, I always just sort of like fell into a thing, just like meet somebody and then just end up in a thing with them. Um, I don't think I've ever actually like as an adult, like gone out on a dating sort of thing. I mean, I've dated, I've like gone on dates with other people before, but not quite as... Um, I guess well, <laughs> it's not quite like what I'm doing now, which is kind of like standard dating as opposed to just, um, yeah, falling into a thing with someone I meet at like at a bar or something. Well, anyway, um, it's an educational experience and I'm learning things. And one of the, one of the 
bigger lessons that I'm learning is how to be more comfortable with myself. So a lot of my general anxiety in general in life has to do with um, people liking me or, or being concerned that someone might not like me. Um, and I, I'm not entirely sure what's up with that. Um, I imagine I probably should talk to like a, you know, a, a qualified professional, <laughs> certified professional about this sort of thing, AKA a therapist about this. But, um, what I've found recently over the past couple of weeks, especially, especially over the past, like, I don't know, like 10 days or so is, um, allowing myself to turn some people off. Um, and I don't mean that necessarily in a sexual way, just sort of in general. Um, previously, like older or, or younger me, rather, would have um, said something, you know, just, just being myself, I would have cracked a joke because I, I just, some people don't like my sense of humor and that's fine. Um, but older me would have said something, you know, expressed my sense of humor and someone might not like it. And I would younger me, previous me would trip over himself to try to course correct, to adjust, to try to spin, to try to get the person to like me, to just apologize and all this sort of thing. And while I may have a, you know, um, somewhat unique sense of humor, um, and which can be pretty crude sometimes, it is never disparaging. I don't feel that, um, you know, I, I don't do like jokes that disparage other people. I, I would not want to be disparaged. So why should I disparage again, back to the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. I would not want to be disparaged. So I will not disparage, but I, I will have some very colorful jokes, uh, that I'll just crack. It just comes to me and I got to say it. And, you know, <laughs> generally, you know, sometimes I'll say I'm trying really hard to not crack a joke that I want to crack, but I'm keeping my mouth shut. Nine out of 10 times, the person I say that to says, well, let's hear it. And I'll say, I, I don't know. I don't think you'll like it. And they'll say, oh, come on. I want to hear it. And then I'll say it. And then they'll say, I regret asking for what it was. Um, it was not great. And I said, and I'd be like, you know, I told you I didn't want to say it to you. And they'll be like, yeah, fair enough. Um, some people just get turned off by this stuff. I've, you know, I've got this one funny thing I like to, to send to um, ladies. I might have a little crush on. Um, it's, a, it's a dick pic, but it's not actually a picture of mine or anyone else's penis. Uh, it's just a sort of a play on sort of like a, a visual pun, if you will. Um, 
unsolicited dick pic. And then it's a picture of this thing that is not, not a penis at all. Okay. Get that out of your head. You fucking pervs. Um, but some people don't like that sort of thing. You know, I, I, I sent the, the dick pic and, and I got like the laugh emojis back and I was like, I, you know, keeping the joke going, I was like, why are you laughing at my dick? And I thought it was funny, but this one person didn't think it was funny. And previously I might have gone in and made all sorts of excuses for myself and just try to cover for myself and try to be like, you know, essentially, please like me, like me, like me. I'm sorry. I won't do that again. But the thing is, that's me. Those jokes, like that sense of humor, that's me. Humor, comedy is a huge part of who I am. It's it's the way I, my brain works. And it's the way I relate to the world and to others and try to connect with others and try to bring some some light and some levity. Um, but some people just don't like it. And I mean, there's other aspects of me that someone else might not like, but I'm focusing just on like humor, uh, just to simplify this, to illustrate this larger point that I'm trying to make here. And that larger point is, um, I feel I'm getting better at being okay with being disliked. And that's a really big thing for me. I don't know about you. I mean, I'm sure some people don't care what others think of them. They'll say that I don't care what people think of me. Um, I, I do. I do care. I don't want people to think I'm a monster or anything like that. But of course, you can't control others' perceptions of you or anything else. Um every perception, you know, only you can control your own perception. That's it. And you don't even have total control of your own perceptions. Um, but you, you do have quite a bit of say over that, but not much else in life. And especially when it comes to others. Um, so yeah, I'm getting better at accepting on acceptance. <laughs> I think that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, and, and it feels good. I feel better for myself. And again, it's another rejection thing. Um, because if I did try to spin and try to like cover myself with the with, like, cover myself on a uh, very colorful joke that someone didn't like, um, if I tried to cover that up and try to get that person to like me. And maybe they do give me more time and energy and do try to accept me more. Then I'm not really being fair to that person because I'm not really being fair to myself. Um, because I'm stifling my own creativity. I'm stifling just my own personality who makes colorful jokes, um, and observations. And, uh, you know, that's not fair to me. And, 
And as much as I'll try to ignore it, it's still a simple truth. You're ignoring a part of yourself to try to get someone else to like you. And eventually, maybe you do end up in a, you know, some sort of longer term or midterm dynamic with another person. And some part of you will kind of resent them because you know they don't really accept you for you. And you know that you're not really being and living in your own truth. So live in your own truth, live in your own truth. Don't, as long as it's not like disparaging or harming others or keeping others from succeeding, um, live in your own truth and let people dislike your truth because that means you're just one step closer to meeting someone who does accept and appreciate and love your truth. And that's the truth. And that's all I have to say today, other than this quick house cleaning. I published another very short story on Patreon. If you want to read it, you're going to have to become a patron. You're going to have to become a donor. And you can do that and so you can donate as little as a dollar or you can donate more. I've got all sorts of different tiers for, for donors to choose from. And all of you, even if you do the, the, the more minimal um, donor tier, the $1 a month tier, you will get access to my once weekly, very short stories. I'm publishing one every week. They're all original. I make them up. I don't know what I'm going to write about until I just sit down. Kind of like this podcast, for the most part. I don't really know what's going to come out of me until I sit down and just do it. That's how writing works. Blah. Um, but yeah, if you want access to those, and if you want to help a brother out and help me keep this show going and try to make it better and better, please donate at patreon.com slash that thing with James patreon.com slash that thing with James third time patreon.com slash that thing with James your donations will be greatly 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 appreciated and for my current two donors I appreciate you both so much thank you thank you thank you for your support what else? Uh, if you want to check me out on Instagram or Twitter, my handle is the same on both platforms. My handle is at James J. Asher, at J-A-M-E-S-J-A-S-H-E-R. Um, and you can just, you know, check me out there. And uh, you can slide into my DMs if you want. I'll probably reply. I mean, I'll read it unless you're being like a dick or a creep, um, I'll reply, you know, I'm pretty open. I'm a pretty open, welcoming person. Um, and if you want to contact me via email, you may do that at, um, that thing with James at gmail.com. There, uh, you can reach out and just say hi. If you want some, if you, if you have some kind of a problem you're dealing with in some aspect of your life. And if you'd like some advice from me, um, first of all, I feel very honored and, um, and I'd be happy to offer advice here on the show. And I would keep you anonymous, um, keep you safe and everything. 
Um, and also, if you have any stories or subjects you would like to see me or hear me cover on the show, send send me your stuff. Send me your ideas in email at thatthingwithjames at gmail.com. I have a website with not a lot on it, but it exists, and it helps my Google standing if you, if you search for it. It is jamesjasher.com. Mm, fucking cops. Siren's been going like crazy. Yeah, jamesjasher.com is my website. And um, if you haven't already, audio listeners, please subscribe to the show. Um, rate and review it so that other people can find it and so that we can make this, you know, a bigger family. Spread the love like butter. And for you YouTubers, you viewers, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to my channel. Like the videos you like write a comment. And for all of you, as always, share the show with your friends. Again, spread the love like butter. The more the merrier. It'll make me happy. And that'll make the show even more better. Because I'll be stoked. <laughs> okay, that's all for for this episode. Thank you again for, for tuning in again. And I will catch you next week. I love you so much. Bye.